Good afternoon. This is the weekly wrap for Friday, March 10th. Starting at the top of the macro issues that were focused in focus this week, we'll start with the Federal Reserve. Chairman Powell was in front of Congress all week uh, answering questions and re-enforcing uh, his dedication toward killing inflation and said, you know, basically that he was 100% focused on that and would have to do whatever it took. Uh, his, again, language and posture was extraordinarily aggressive, and that had the market nervous that he was going to raise rates uh, a full half a point in next week's meeting. Um, that, in turn, had the dollar running higher and you know got everybody more nervous about being long commodities again, so I think it helped precipitate and exaggerate the sell-off in commodities across the board. Uh, and since then, we've had this horrible announcement of a bank going under in California. The, it was a large bank, a pretty good-sized bank that was in charge of financing uh, startups for Silicon Valley. And they went from a A-rated bank on Wednesday to now complete collapse and the FDIC having to take the bank over. And there is now additional concern about contagion in other small to medium-sized banks. This has, of course, the, uh, sent a shockwave through the market and has forced, they believe, the bond market believes this will force the Fed to reassess uh, the scale of this next rate hike. And so understand what you're witnessing here. You've seen the largest uh, rate hike sequence in the history of the United States in such a short period of time going from 0 to 4, 4.7% in such a short period of time. And this is starting to have effects on a number of banks that aren't run particularly well or play a little loose with their um, bookkeeping. And so they are getting caught and trapped now and are going bankrupt. And there will be more banks likely. And this is now a direct result of Powell's actions and how aggressive he's been. And that has, quite frankly, the market very, very nervous. Um, where we go from here is hard to tell. I'm guessing that the Fed will now only raise rate a quarter of a point. Uh, there is some speculation that they won't raise rates at all. Hard to know. Uh, but it's clear that the Fed is over-tightening and it's having impact on the economy. The other factor that we're watching is the war in Russia, uh, in Ukraine, that Russia has taken to much heavier artillery. Uh, hypersonic missiles now, uh, and they are absolutely devastatingly attacking infrastructure in Ukraine. Uh, they have made major advancements on the Eastern Front, and so the war and the psychology of the war is flipping toward in Russia's favor now, and it looks like um, Russia's preparing for something big. And so the market largely ignored that in the trade this week of wheat, but uh, that do not fall asleep on the idea that this war is is not escalating. It, it absolutely is. The grain corridor discussions are uh, supposed to open up here again in the next week, 10 days. We'll find out whether that gets renewed or not. Chinese economy is healing and doing better every day. Stock market's doing well. China announced that their growth rate was going to be only a disappointing 5%, but there would be a, a solid growth rate nonetheless. They have been very active this week in buying corn and beans. We'll find out next week. But rumor has it that over the last several days, China was very active in the U.S. market. 
there was a flash announcement of soybeans. Even though the export inspection showed a cancellation, they immediately came back and bought it back. So games being played by China on U.S. corn and beans. So the three macro variables continue to dominate uh, my view on the market, uh, most particularly the war that is bullish, China reopening that's bullish, but the macro headlines and uncertainty related to the banking crisis was very negative and had a lot of funds running for the exit in commodities this week. In other news, the uh, weather in Argentina continues to be horrific. Uh, the finishing weather has now absolutely sealed the fate of their crop. The U.S., of course, this week, USDA did lower the corn crop from 47 to 40 million metric tons. Most in the trade are down to 35 on corn, so there's more uh, drops coming in the corn production. They lowered the bean crop um, down to 33, uh, but most in the trade are below 30 now, some at 25 or less. The knock-on effect, of course, of this loss in soybeans is the crush market. Uh, Argentina crushes 40 million metric tons a year. They export 28 million metric tons of meal. At this point, they don't even have 30 million metric tons of beans. They might not even have 25. So there's only two ways that gets resolved. Argentina becomes a massive buyer of beans from Brazil and tries to back up that crush or they don't and they only get a portion of the beans bought and then it's left up to the rest of the world to fulfill that crush that was lost out of Argentina and that will fall on the heels of Brazil and the United States. But either way, it means an incredible tightening of the global balance sheet on meal products and oil products and keeps crush margins supported at very high levels. So this is an, an, a story that has no immediate res, uh, re resolution. Uh, we are going to be short soybeans or soy, short crush for the next one full year. So that's what's going to keep a bid under beans and then keep the volatility very high this summer uh, when we try to calculate how many acres get planted and or any weather-related issues. So... The net result uh, is, is no change on our marketing calls for soybeans. Still expecting a test of that $15, $70, $16 area on beans. If you have any old crop beans left, uh, that would be a great place to finish. For some of you, again, that are more adventurous, if you want to hold into the summer and see if we break above $16 and trade between you know, $16 and $18, I just, I just don't know. It's going to require a weather problem in the U.S. to do that. Um, but that's very likely technically on the charts. Corn has been decimated uh, price-wise from the 670-680 area down to closing here today at 617. Direct result of massive fund liquidation. Um, fundamentally, there's absolutely nothing to reconcile these prices, but we will, uh, no doubt about it, get demand bought. The U.S. is the cheapest corn in the world right now and will be for the next three to four months. So we'll have to wait and see what kind of demand we get bought back on corn. But ultimately, we will head back to that 670, 680 area where we can do some risk management there. But I am going to hold out a certain percent for the summer volatility uh, on corn where I do believe we'll end up back above $7. For the wheat market, maybe today was the low. Hard to tell. Uh, wheat, of course, uh, has been absolutely hammered by fund liquidation, fund manipulation of this market. So there's really, it's such a thin market. Uh, 
that there's no real fight uh, against managed money selling so aggressive. The estimates are not that they may be short a total of 120,000 contracts of wheat now, which would be a record. Um, and so there'll be a problem when they try to exit. And if this war escalates and or it gets more serious in Ukraine, they will be forced out. And you could see a two, three dollar rally in wheat very quickly. So that's why we're not going to change our view on wheat or wheat marketings. We're not going to touch this market until we got, get a lot closer to ten dollars. Cotton, you got my audio update here this morning. Uh, we did technically, unfortunately, close limit down on the May contract. Uh, that gap in the chart that I have referenced in the videos before at 74 cents is now in play. So I do believe we're going to go down and fill that gap and trade in the low 70s for a little while here. The market is going to do its best to try to get demand bought back, try to get acres killed off as best it can. And trading cotton back in the 70s is the quickest way to do accomplish both. Is this a permanent condition? No, I don't believe it is at all. But as I mentioned in the audio this morning, for those of you that uh, needed the cash, uh, this would be a, you know, this problem uh, of breaking this technical area at 80 cents is probably going to be with us for at least another 30 or 45 days. And this will ultimately force us to roll our pricing uh, from the May contract to the July. I don't want to do that at this point. I do believe the spread eventually will snug up, get a lot closer to even money, and then we'll roll at that point. But it doesn't look like we're going to see the 90 cent area on the May contract before it expires. We're going to have to wait till July. So for the rest of you that can hold out, uh, be looking for a, a target at some point. If I can get that spread uh, you know, under 50 points, we'll roll from the uh, May to the July and we'll hold out for our 90 cents or better on the July contract. For new crop, um, this is, you know, again, there's, there's nothing for us to do here. We're priced up against the cost of production. There's nothing to market here. Um, if at some point, you know, we get the, the demand bought and we get back up closer to the upper 80s, low 90s on DEES, as I suspect we will, we are going to do some risk management there. There will be some physical pricing and some put buying at that point. But at this point, there's nothing to do with new crop cotton. So what you saw this week is contagion in summary from macro markets uh, and the anxiety related to those trickling into our our grain markets and our cotton markets and taking what are reasonably fundamentally solid markets and leading to a wholesale sell-off and at some point uh, they'll stop selling the demand will come back and will recover and i believe in the grains will have a massive recovery and cotton we're going to have a very healthy recovery back into the mid to low 90s and so we'll be patient and uh, just make sure that we, we buy ourselves enough time uh, for those targets to be hit. Okay, that's the weekly wrap. Uh, I'll have a video out this weekend. Have a wonderful rest of the day, and we'll talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.